Welcome to the Jew Rogaine Experience. We're back inside our studio after my cats destroyed it. Uh, the chairs were... We're going to find out if Menachem's allergic to cats, as well as all the many other things this purebred Jew is allergic to. My beautiful Ashkenazi jeans are just slowly falling apart, being held together by genetic duct tape. Well, you know, it's funny because it's like, you know, you go to dog shows and the purebred dogs are like are like the perfect specimens of dogs. But like purebred Jews are like the most deteriorated <laughs> creatures of all humans. For sure, I feel like all the purebred Jewish dogs are managing those dogs mm-hmm. and helping give them the, their careers. So we have a place in the universe. There, where our dogs are, uh, our dogs are um, Jewish. Do- they're Jewish dogs. Bark mitzvah. I actually would I say like that. I actually thing. think that all dogs are Jewish because all dogs go to heaven, and we don't believe in hell. In fact. Kicking off this episode of our podcast about anti-Semitism with my guest Menachem Silverstein. Uh, felt anti-Semitic. That just felt very hateful. But um, also you pronounced it correctly. So Menachem, that was nice at Menachem the same time. Menachem Silverstein. I love to say it. It's one of the most fun names to say in all of comedy. Uh, Menachem Silverstein. And the best thing is my middle name is Nachum. So technically it's Menachem Nachum Silverstein. Menachem Nachum Silverstein. Man, that's that was cruel of your parents. Right. Doesn't even sound, <laughs> it doesn't sound like a real Jewish name. It sounds like the name that they like comes up with to make fun like of Jews. It sounds like a Yiddish dish. I would I would eat some Menachem Nachum. Can I get some more Nachum? <laughs> a side of Menachem. Give him some Nachum. Give him some Nachum. Look look at skinny he is. He needs some more Nachum. <laughs> It's like some weird but potato kugel. I can't listen. I'm sure potato kugel is delicious. I'm sure it's basically just like a giant um, uh, a latka. It's like yeah, but you know what? I worked in Jewish catering for a long time, and the potato kugel at the Jewish catering place I worked looked so disgusting uh. and smelled so bad that I'm so turned off by kugel. Plus, again, the name. Kugel. What is with these names that we're giving our food to make it sound so horribly disgusting? Why? What's wrong with the name Gefilte Fish? Gefilte Fish. You don't want to eat Gefilte? Kugel. Pacha. Have you ever heard of Pacha? Some matzah. Did you ever? Do you have you ever heard of Pacha? Matzah ball soup. Matzah ball. Uh, the ball. The ball thrust me. The off. whole thing. The whole thing. It's it's uh, it's uh, have some latkes. It's kind of funny for a for a people who invented something as iconic as the bagel. We have never been able to live up to the hype after that. We created the bagel, and after that, we're like, but, let's try again, Gefilte fish. Yeah, like, but it's kind of like failed. it's kind of like we made the best thing, and then the it's trying thing. to trying to live up to the hype of the best thing. We got close though, because like we take credit for babka. I don't know if we deserve I don't know the what credit for is either. I don't know, I, but it's uh, my mind's good. Oh my god, it gosh. sounds gross too. No, 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 no. I'm okay. sure it's great. Is it Bob a dessert? It sounds a like dessert. a dessert. It's like it's a super chocolatey y- or cinnamony Yiddish, like thick cake. Yiddishy dessert. Also, <sighs> you get all those like Jewish food, like all those all those Passover desserts that you eat. Although my mom used to make like these Rice Krispie treats out of like the kosher for Passover cereal, and that was amazing. I used to look forward to Passover just for, for a Rice solid <laughs> week of like kosher for Passover Rice Krispie treats. Well, I'll tell you what's actually funny, and this happened with one of the companies. So basically, on Passover, we don't eat anything leavened. Mm-hmm. So you can't, so basically everything kind of Explain is, what leavened is so, for... Uh, do Gentiles not yeah. know what leavened is? Is that, I think that's English. Is I don't that know, Yiddish? and to be completely fair, my mom's the only one listening to this, so... <laughs> oh, good. Okay. Hi, Josh's mom. Um, does she call you Josh or Joshua? She calls me Josh. Okay. The only one, she's upset at me. Do I get Joshua? Got it. But I, and that's also only when I was a kid. I would get Joshua Reed Edelman. That's funny. I'm saying, like, to me, my name gets longer when my mother's happy with me. I become Menachi. Menachi. Instead of Menach. Menach. Or Menachem. Menachi. Like, it's dragged out when she's happy. I don't know about that. So basically, what happens is, le- we're well, going back to the leavened. So we can't let things rise on Passover. So if you mix wheat and um, water, you have to cook it quickly before it has a chance to rise. So a lot of companies started making things that weren't wheat. So they were using a lot of almond flour and different like flour alternatives and water alternatives and essentially creating a lot of really amazing gluten-free stuff. And what, hap- what happened is when gluten-free became popular, a lot of the kosher the bakeries corn. were ahead of the curve with gluten-free Everyone's- and they launched like these crazy gluten-free the, products the that were amazing. Run, the Jew-run gluten-free food market. 
Yeah, I don't know about the market. You know, you I'm know, in weather. I can control the weather. I'm not know, that department. You know what's funny about the Jew-run gluten-free market? If there's any group of people that probably has the toughest time with gluten, it is the Jews. <laughs> we oh we uh, we have the toughest time with anything dietary. I am I am I am ninety nine percent sure. I'm both gluten intolerant and lactose intolerant, and it has not stopped me from anything. That's amazing. I'm I'm impressed that I you keep trying. I fight through it. I just fight through it. I'm just like, all right, tonight's gonna be an awful shit. You like if the Gentiles can do it, so can I. <laughs> you just keep just looking it. in the mirror and being like, you can be Gentile too. So are we allowed hear- to call them Gentiles? Is that like PC nowadays? Is that well, like I mean? have uh, I have a joke. Um, you know, speaking of anti-Semitism, uh, I have a joke about uh, or not a joke. It's a true story um, that also I use in my stand-up. Um, I dated this non-Jewish girl. I've dated a lot of non-Jewish In fact, I like non-Jewish girls. Uh, I won't tell God, but <laughs> I mean, he here's, knows. Here's the thing, and here's like the really, I, oh, oh, a bunch of things. We're getting into a bunch of stuff. First off, you know, to be Jewish, your mother has to be Jewish. Yes. But I think if you're a woman, your father has to be Jewish. Because you're not really a Jewish woman unless you have a Jewish father. If you met a girl with a Jewish mother and a... A shiksa father. Um, can you call a male a shiksa? I call everyone a shiksa. I call Jews shiksa. A gentile, a gentile father. They are not a Jewish girl. No. They in religion only. A it, a, a, a shiksa mother, Jewish father. You have a Jewish princess on your hands. I feel like what happens is Jewish women on their own are fine and the Jewish men bring out the crazy because Jewish mothers when they're married to Jewish men are super overbearing but the second they marry a Gentile they're chill well no no you know what I think it is and 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 this is another joke I have I think uh Jewish guys make the best boyfriends because Jewish women make the worst girlfriends. <laughs> we have learned to please the most unpleasable people on the planet. And the reason we've learned to please the most unpleasable people on the planet is because their fathers learned to please their Jewish mothers <laughs> and now treat them the way they treat their mothers. So it's a never-ending process of Jewish fathers creating Jewish women, creating Jewish men that become Jewish fathers. So how do we think? this uh, basically this is john mayer song this is daughters become mothers we become have daughters. To, we have to eliminate the jews just eliminate the jews <laughs> so, so it's full full circle full circle Hitler was right okay look but, i'm not no, saying I wait, the by first, the way first time key, i dated first time i dated a non-jewish girl she like i like brought her she asked me to pick something up for her on my like way to her place and i did and she was so appreciative and i almost cried (laughs) i almost cried for being appreciated for something that i had done we're all trauma babies us uh jewish men but so i dated this non-jewish girl we were dated for like two years i'm lying in bed with her one day you know sexually lying in bed with her um we're all going to heaven which, which remind me we're all going to heaven um but uh, lying in bed with her, and she's on the phone with her mom, and I can hear her mom on the receiver, and her mom goes, so, how's the Jew? <laughs> and I looked at her, and I was like, the Jew? And she was like, mom, you can't call him that, as though this was the first time she's ever called me that. I immediately went home and called my parents. I'm like, you're never going to believe what the shiks' mother called me. <laughs> <laughs> but by the way, that's a funny thing in itself, and I have a joke about it, which is the derogative term for Jew is Jew. Jew. Like you watch videos of Hitler, Hitler calls them Jews. The Jews. That's the like, problem. Hey, that's not that's Right, not, if somebody that's says not kosher. <laughs> yeah. Every time every time Hey Jude comes on, I get like freaked oh. out. I'm nervous. <laughs> Jew, Jew, Jewy, Jewy. Um, but I say uh, Jewy a lot. But going back to something that we talked about at the very beginning that I wanted to bring up, all dog if all dogs go to heaven, then dogs are Jews. Because all Jews go to heaven because we don't believe in hell, correct? Wrong. We have a hell? We have a hell. So basically, I know I just ruined Judaism for you. Sorry, you can be. I was going to say now. such I was going to say such a positive thing about Judaism. I mean, there's with no us hell. not having a hell. Well, okay, so here's Zach what, Stein has an incredible joke when people like like all Oh yeah, all people go to hell, so even heaven, even Hitler. Yeah. He goes, "Yeah, my theory is just a really big place. Like you don't have to go to that restaurant." Yeah. <laughs> That's actually really good. No, so for Judaism, here's what happens. First off, there's a cold hell and a hot hell. So there's two hells. Okay. 
you can get to hell through Earth. There It'll are two doors day. to hell. It'll be a cold day in, in hell, hell before this Jew goes to <laughs> hot hell. Hot hell, right? <laughs> um, I think right. The majority of people go to hot hell, but there is a cold hell. So I, guess I think the majority like of Jews. Heat, I think the majority of Jews pick hot hell because the majority of Jews move to Florida from the cold. <laughs> they're already from prepared. New York. They're like they're like get me out of this cold hell into the hot hell. I remember when Trump uh, was running for reelection. That if you want, I was like, I'm moving to New Zealand or I'm staying here because the only thing I hate more than fascism is the cold. So I'm not going to Canada. <laughs> That's true. Would Trump have still been in charge of Florida? Could you have moved to Boca Raton or is that not a No, what are you talking about? Boca Raton. Okay. <laughs> Boca Raton. If you want to meet... If you want to meet people that are the embodiment of who Trump is... Now, Florida... Florida's different. All Florida is is different types of Trump supporters. So in Miami, you have the Cuban Trump supporters who are the immigrants that came to this country that don't want any other immigrants coming to this country. Very bizarre. Good plan, smart plan. Uh, then in Boca, you have both the Israel Trump supporters, but you also have the people who are just like Trump, the Mar-a-Lago Trump supporters. Mar-a-Lago is in Palm Beach. And like, if you want, like, I know so many people who are New Yorkers that moved to Florida that are essentially Trump in another form. And then you get north and you get like the ones Trump wants nothing to do with on a personal level, but is happy to pander to. Yeah. Because the further north you get in Florida, the deeper south you get in America. Which is really funny. Yeah, Florida's the the weirdest place. I can't. I'm not a Florida person. When I do shows, in, when I do shows in Florida, um, I always get this sense that like like when I'm on stage and I look out into the audience, I feel like they're half listening to me, half thinking about however they're going to pull off the rest of this scam they're in the middle of <laughs> on some like some contracting gig they like got from someone that they totally are not qualified for, but like what kind of cheap materials they're going to pretend is something else to like put it's, it's 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 like a weird nightmare world in paradise. I love how you have all of this going on in your mind as you're telling people jokes. Yeah. <laughs> For me, I'm just thinking, I'm like, what's my oh, no, joke? what's my next joke? <laughs> no time to think. Be in the moment, Menachem. Be in the moment. I Wait, know. so Jewish hell. We have cold okay, hell so and hot hell. We have cold hell and hot hell. And essentially what happens is hell is a giant cleaners. The most you can go to hell is a year. We have the Bronx and Boca. The Bronx. Um, and yeah, so basically like there is no. The most you can go to hell is a, is a year. year. 12 months of hell is the max so we, we still have a concept. Most people get like a we couple days. We still have days. a concept of time in the afterlife. Oh, yeah, like, you get a watch. On the like way into hell, they're sentence. like, take a watch. So Hitler, it's an Apple watch. So Hitler was like, a, as, a, as a peak offender, got a year in hell. Um, that's Did they of, make an exception for him? So, okay, so here's... <laughs> they're like, uh, you, get 12, a, you get 12 months and a day. So <laughs> there is... There are other you get a you get a baker's dozen a baker's. months <laughs> Hitler. I uh, that's funny. Um, <laughs> by the way, he is the best comedian ever. So he's thank you, thank funny. you, thank you. And I love how I am also. But then at the same time, it says most no, delusional what, person. What? No, no, no. 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 <laughs> Although he gave me the delusional mug. Um, no. So there are like within Judaism. What's funny is there's a concept of hell which is kind of a cleaners, but hell is like almost a good thing where if you're 100% good, you can go to heaven. If not, you have the chance to kind of like clean up in hell and go to heaven. So you spend, let's say, like a couple hours, a day, whatever it is, your soul gets cleaned and you go to heaven. Uh, then there are different kind of like, like limbo It's like washing places. your hands before you eat hala. You got it, exactly. It's a little, just hot water. Just hot, hot, water. hot water. Or cold, or cold water. water. Exactly. Very cold take water. Take a cold shower. <laughs> Hitler, you need to take a cold shower before you're going cold to heaven. Cold shower. Cold, cold, cold shower. <laughs> but so there are like... Actually... Sending Hitler to a shower would be a really cruel way. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was funny when dark, I was dark. Dark. When I was younger, I was on. Well, yeah. But still, so so again, I'm right. Maybe maybe Hitler's dog spent a year in hell. But then Hitler, then Blondie went to heaven because all dogs go, go to, to heaven. heaven because we're they're Jews. It's true. I did see this cartoon documentary about all dogs going to heaven. A lot of inbreeding in the dog community. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, and the mutts look at like the pugs, mutts, like the pugs mutts. are messed yeah, yeah, up. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, I feel like the pugs are definitely the, the pizza Jews. Ba- the pizza bagels. <laughs> oh yeah, they got all the allergies. All and the allergies. Problems. They have uh, the faces, but they're still cute. So all dogs go to heaven because all dogs are Jews, and eventually everyone goes to heaven. Which is again one of the things I think is really good and nice about Judaism. Yeah. Um, is it's like, hey, this is what we believe. You don't have to believe it. In fact, we don't even necessarily want you to. But uh, we're gonna go to heaven, and we'll see you there in a year. And <laughs> but yeah, to me, it's that's... like it's like everyone's like everyone's like believe in my thing, or you're gonna fucking burn in hell forever. We're like, eh, I'm good, I'm good, I'm uh, you know, and like and like you know, there's there's like the people like you who are very religious, and there's people even way more religious than you. Oh yeah, and then there's people like me who are like. I think the bare minimum of still kind of being Jewish, but like I'm slightly agnostic, but like still, nonetheless, I appreciate that I can have my beliefs. And if I'm wrong, go to Jewish heaven still, unless I'm wrong and it's Christian heaven, in which case we're all going to hell. Then we're all going to hell. But as Zach Stein says, as Zach Stein says, you got to imagine if Jews Jews have been going to hell for 2000 years, we got to be running the place by now. (laughs) (laughs) Zach Stein, double shout out on the show. Nice. Um, That's funny, but it is, that, that does make me think that Jews kind of are selfish because we're just like, no one has to be Jewish. Don't be Jewish. We don't want other Jews, but we're all going to go to heaven eventually. Meanwhile, I have a Jewish friend that she broke up with a guy because he was Christian. And he's like, I can't marry you because you're going to go to hell. Please convert for me so you can go to heaven. Like he was really actively trying to help her versus us. We're like, deuces. <laughs> uh, well, I, I, I've often said that I think that that's why. So two things. First off, Christian heaven. Here's my theory against Christian heaven. Okay. I don't, I mean, look, look. I'm not trying to alienate 50 plus percent of the world. Maybe less. Maybe it's Arab is the, what's the biggest thing? Um, that's a good question. Well, I cause think like, it's still Christianity. But I think maybe it's still, it's, I'm saying cause like, uh, let's Hindu say, let's say, let's say 40, let's say huge. 40, 30%. Okay. I'm not trying to alienate 30% of the world here. And, and by the way, you know, I don't like most people I meet, but like, you know, generally, you know, if you have to be religious Christian to go to heaven, I don't get along with most religious Christians I meet. So the idea of spending eternity with nothing but religious Christians sounds like my own personal hell. That does sound terrible. So it's a How lot, often are you hanging out with religious Christians? Where are you meeting I them? Have some of my You're just like Christian I have some of my family. M- and I like the soirees. ones in my family. I just, you know, they're 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 pushy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> More pushy than Jews though? Pushy in the way like believe oh, like in my Jesus, thing, right, or right, you're gonna fucking die and go to hell. <laughs> um, but then I also believe that, you know, our Jews very like particularness about who can be Jewish and not really wanting people to convert and stuff is why Scientology exists because <laughs> how else are people going to break into the industry? That's true. That's very when I'm very walking good point. when I'm walking when I'm walking over to Franklin Village and I go past the Scientology Center and people are tra- trying to hand me pamphlets and I was like, "No, no, Jew, I already have my end. I'm chosen." Exactly. <laughs> I don't need Tom Cruise. But what if you doubled up? Like, could you be a Jewish Scientologist and then, like, you're set? Like, is it one or the other? I, I, well, you or know, do they, they cancel each other out? And the second you're a Jewish Scientologist, then you – is it a Scientologist? Scientologist. 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 Um, but, yeah, I feel like maybe they just cancel each other out and then you're Christian again. What's going on here? Come on. Come on, TV. Um my TV, we're having some technical difficulties, technical difficulties. Will I edit this out of the podcast? Really depends on how much work I intend to do, which <laughs> is typically not that much work. Yeah, but I feel like people were worried when they tuned on to the show. They're like, oh, what is this show about? Oh, now we know it's about Jews. Yeah. I love how they didn't know until they but saw I, the this sign. this show's not necessarily about Jews. This episode's about Jews. I feel like... Uh, do you own a mirror? Do you know what you look like? This oh, show is I, about you. Okay, so this is I'm wearing this outfit today mm-hmm. because the other day when I did that synagogue show, I yes. accidentally left my Hanukkah King hat and Hanukkah jacket at, at the show somewhere. I can't find it. You know, the rabbi just sold it on Craigslist. Oh, it's right gone. Now, right? It's, gone. it's a donation I've called, to the I've synagogue. Called now. Everywhere to get. I wanted to wear my Hanukkah King outfit for this show about anti-Semitism. Uh, so this was the next most Jewish outfit I could come up with. Jerry Seinfeld would be proud. Shout out Seinfeld, Jerry Seinfeld. Yankees. 
Uh, actually, I always say, like, I either look like I'm Jewish. I, I either look like I'm from New York in this outfit or like I'm a Russian spy trying too hard to look like he's from New York. <laughs> it's like, Seinfeld, best show. Are those and, mutually like, exclusive? Go Yankees. But I go couldn't the even get, Yankees. Couldn't even get a real Yankees hat. I just have this fake Russian Yankees hat. I thought it was an M. Mm. It's a Yankees hat. Shows how Jewish you are. Uh, it's wow, actually not wow. a Yankees hat. It's a hat That's from hat? the... African American leagues uh, in the early days, it's the Brooklyn Eagles. Interesting. Yeah, Very I learned cool. that only after I ruined one of these hats and then tried to order a new one. I was looking for fake Yankees hats online, and then I found out it was a Brooklyn Eagles hat. I thought it was like an early days Yankees hat, and some places right, online, it does look vintage. Some places online still promote it as a vintage Yankees hat, which I think is racist. S- and sketchy but yeah definitely cultural appropriation to an extent that's why but did i culturally appropriate this hat to being my logo uh yes but also you just told us that you destroyed one so that seems pretty bad yeah if you're well, it, was specifically dis- it was just because i wore it too much in the sweat stains and, okay like, sun, just making sure. and like the sun like, you didn't like set it on fire no no okay no, that's no, good no. just making sure i don't know that was vague no, but I did cut the logo out of one of... I own uh, 15 of these hats, by the way. I okay. can post a photo maybe on the YouTube of it so you can see. But <laughs> I, I literally own a ton of these hats. And uh, I did a magic show. It, well, I did a comedy show. I always wear this hat, or I often wear this hat when I'm performing. And people, a lot of people know about that. And when I have my birthday show, I open the show like to... Have like to host it, but then I also did the headlining spot as a magician, and nice. I cut out the logo and taped the logo onto a magic hat so that when I came out as the magician at the end, it had the logo on it. Nice. Which I what don't is think a anyone... magic hat? Are you talking about a top hat? Yeah. Okay. A magician's hat, but oh, it's it's big. Cool. It, it's, you said magic hat, so I was noticeable. like, nice. <laughs> but um, I love how most comedians in LA are addicted to cocaine, and you're addicted to buying these hats. Yeah. Uh, probably a cheaper probably, coat addiction. Uh, you know, no? you don't know how expensive these hats are. are. You paying for shipping or is this prime? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh no, you got to pay for shipping. The gotta, prime, prime only had two of them. My gosh. Um, Do you know if you would have bought yeah, it through I, Zach I you Stein, each, you would have got prime. Shout out. Every, each of the hats is slightly different. So there's no two that are exactly the same. But people don't quite notice that they're different. They think I'm wearing the same hat every time because they don't notice the subtle differences. In fact, are if, they you go back, if you go back into the older episodes of this show and look at the YouTubes, you'll notice slight differences between most of these hats. Very cool. Uh, I don't know if I've worn a different one on every show, but I've worn different ones on different shows. Because now you're trying not to sweat one single one out. Yeah. You're trying to spread it nice. Yeah. Okay. Okay, important question. In discussing anti-Semitism, I would like to know what you think is your most anti-Semitic quality. And what I mean by this, what I mean by this, Menachem, yeah. is uh, not the thing you think is anti-Semitic about somebody else, but what you think you live up to in a Jewish stereotype that someone would be anti-Semitic about. Other than other than looking like a human version of a Nazi propaganda drawing of a Jew. I was going to say menorah, but yes, 100%. <laughs> exactly. I'm the sneaky Jew, just like I have the You're profile. probably too handsome to be like to be like fully what they draw, but you're like I'm like 90%. You look like if like if like a Nazi actor was playing a Jew in a propaganda film against them. You'd be like the cunning Jew tricking people out of something in the Nazi propaganda film. That's the nicest thing anyone's ever told me. <laughs> You're saying that I look like a German actor. That's phenomenal. No, you look like you look like they a found Jew- the Jewiest German actor. The Jewiest German and actor. And they're like, we can't have a handsome person play the Jew, but we don't have ugly people because it's Germany. You don't look that different than the guy who was the sniper in Inglorious Bastards. Ooh, that's again. I I don't know if these are supposed to be compliments, but these are the nicest things. Well, I've have ever you seen Inglorious Bastards? Of course, I love Inglorious Bastards. You love Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, it was great. Thank you. I have a friend. It was great. I have a friend who feels who's very against it because he feels that like it's not Tarantino's right to make that film. Uh, Tarantino right now married an Israeli, has a Jewish kid, lives in Israel. Like, I, I, he's the close, and he's Italian, which is basically <laughs> Jewish to begin with. By the way, with. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm pizza bagel. <laughs> um, I actually have um, a 116th Sephardic Jew. 
So I'm one drop of hot sauce on a bagel. Ah, okay. So we're basically the same. But, but yeah, I um, feel like Tarantino, if anyone could do it, like it would be him. But I also feel like... But it's just an awesome it's a, movie. It's an awesome movie, and it's also a big enough historical enough event that somebody can go and do it. And it's, you know, it's, it's fun to watch Jews killing Nazis. And it was great. Oh, my gosh, the Hitler stuff? It's, it's like, I feel like it's we just like, ruined the movie like for it, those who haven't seen it. Yeah, but. Who hasn't seen it? Fuck you. Uh, if you haven't seen it already. But, like, but like I mean, you watch what... What's what's another movie where a Jew is like a badass? The Hebrew Hammer. Oh my gosh, That's, I love the Hebrew sure, Hammer. Sure, sure, sure. But the Hebrew Hammer's a far more anti-Semitic-ish portrayal oh of gosh. Jews than than Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, I want to pay in shekels. <laughs> uh, such a good movie. But no, I I feel like first off, there we need more portrayals of badass Jews mm-hmm. because historically. There have been such badass Jews, and I also like I joke about this on stage where it's like if you think about you ever see Werner Herzog's film, uh, I think it's called Invincible. Yeah, a great, great movie. Great, but again, there's like a lot of total badass Jew. Bugsy Siegel was one of the biggest mobsters. He founded Vegas, and he was like a badass, yeah, I murderous I Jew. Want, I don't know okay, if we want Bugsy Siegel exactly. or Meyer Lansky. The, uh, Lansky, Meyer Lansky, they made that movie. He, the guy who introduced accounting to the mafia. <laughs> hey, for sure. No, but I, I'm just saying that like Bugsy Siegel. Oh, I want to bring the film industry into go. into into the mob. But I kind of feel like also I'm just saying like let's say right now it's Hanukkah. Judah Maccabee. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. The Maccabees freaking like kicked yeah. Greek ass. Like that's what Jews are. We aren't the feeble. Well, I guess you and me are. The you know <laughs> the, the Larry David, Woody Allen, Mel Brooks's. But there are badass Jews. We're the filmmaking comedians in Hollywood. But we're supposed to write about the Lev Schreiber's. Lev Schreiber's Jewish. Look at that man. Well, you know, I think it's a funny. He's a thing. hunk of muscle. I think it's a funny thing. This is like a thing I've been thinking about a lot recently. You know, like like this this attitude of the Jews run Hollywood. Well, it's like listen. I I mean, look. I, this is this isn't even a this isn't even a complaint. This is just uh, an acknowledgement that um, you'll see a lot of shows, a lot of comedy shows these days that are uh, like all black shows or all woman shows. And <laughs> I did an all Jewish show once, and it got real called out. And it oh, got yeah. real called out. Well. Because it's like, well, you, you guys don't have enough help. I'm like, but, you know. The Ridley Scott movie got called out for being about Egypt, and they're like, there's not enough diversity. But I'm I'm like, but here's here's my thinking. It's like, it's like, if I didn't produce this all-Jewish show, this show just doesn't exist. I did this show to do this all-Jewish show, or the show doesn't exist. And people would rather the show not exist than me do this show, which I guess I, which I guess I, can understand i also do another bunch of other shows that are extremely diverse um right i'm gonna cut this part out of the podcast we're gonna cut this part out of <laughs> no but it's kind of like to me what's weird about people complaining that people saying things like jews run hollywood who makes the best pasta jews do they no, no. no i'm kidding like I'm italians kidding. <laughs> like, saying, like, who makes the best pasta actually like, actually mexicans is it mexicans make the best well they make the best everything now they make the sushi now i don't everything. know how that happens but my point kind of is it's like there are but, people... so i went to i went to felix with my uh ex something okay um <laughs> she took me to felix for my birthday which is like the fanciest Ooh. number one michelin star italian restaurant in, it's um, no nobu it's no Nobu. It's Nobu about um, Nobu's fancy, right? Actually, the joke, know, the joke they do about Nobu is actually true about Felix. But I, Nobu's easier because of the piece of sushi joke. Mm. Um, like, I, I, think, joke. Yeah, I guess I could do a meatball, but, <laughs> uh, meatball. but the Nobu sushi makes right. more sense. But, um, but we afterwards, we joked, we're like, yeah, that was good, but we honestly like the 2 a.m. Mexican, like, inside of in-office building spaghetti that we order off of DoorDash <laughs> that doesn't even have, like, a building you can go to. We're like, that's our favorite pasta that we have in Venice, is that Mexican office space pasta that's made in a sink somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so do 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 Italians make the best? My mom actually makes my favorite pasta, and she is Italian. 
Um, but an Italian Jew, so Jews. Ooh, so gross! Jew, she just ruined it. Jew, when you said Italian, I was like, "Oh my gosh, you're so cool." You said Jew. I'm like, Ugh. "Listen, everyone thinks their mom makes the best pasta, and then people come to my house and have my mom's pasta, and I'm like, all right, you've had enough.'" I believe it. No, I'm my, like, you've had enough. The rest is for me. Have friend, anything in the fridge but that. But the, my friend's mom is also Jewish Italian, and she makes homemade marinara and like the craziest, amazing pastas for sure. But my point, kind of about that, is. When Jews came to America, they weren't allowed to do a lot of jobs. There were a lot of jobs that they wouldn't want Jews. They wouldn't allow Jews. There were colleges that wouldn't accept Jews. My grandfather was a doctor, and he couldn't get a job because every time he applied for a job, they're like, we can't hire you because you can't type. And he was like, why would I need to type? Like, the secretary's type, I'm a doctor. And they would just make up these random excuses not to hire him. He had to start working in, like, a lower-tier hospital build up a name and then get hired because they didn't want a Jewish doctor at the time. And again, like nowadays, Jews and doctors are synonymous, but back but back then well, it was because like, you had to start your own hospitals, which are eventually become Mount Sinai. Oh, hundred percent. Cedar Sinai, right, all these places. But my point is that like what happened in Hollywood is entertainment we was considered a low job. You weren't the rich person sitting in the crowd eating and drinking and watching the entertainer. You were the dance monkey dance on stage. Which is often how I feel when people are asking me to like entertain at their parties. I'm like, this is my fucking job. I don't ask you yeah. to fucking do My taxes. It's whatever. like, right, no, I, I literally have that. It's like when somebody's like, oh, you're a comedian. Can you tell me a joke? Dance, I'm like, what do you do? Oh, you do taxes? Monkey. Do my dance, taxes right now. Dance. My, like I play piano and and it always would piss me off. So, I mean, this is not an anti-Semitic thing. Uh, it would always piss me off so much when family would come over. My parents would be like, play for everyone, Josh. I'm like, you know, I just, no. Right. <laughs> right. No, but but again, so there there back in the day there was that element of like entertainment was low. You were going and in, and performing for us. You were going and embarrassing yourself. You were throwing a pie in your face. So Jews were like, wait a second, we can make money off of this. So they went into the entertainment sector, which was a lower class job. And then what we did, we just did it really well and invented Hollywood and figured out, oh, when we film them and we make movies, we can sell more copies and we can get it on TV and all this stuff and turned it into, an you know, industry. movie stars in an industry. Then all of a sudden, everyone else wanted to be a part of it. By and way, everyone else way. became a part of it. But at the same time, like, like Jews founded it. Jews founded it. And the most successful movie studio of all time is not started by a Jew. It's Disney, which started by Walt Disney, an anti-Semite. A massively major anti-Semite, 100%. <laughs> But a lot of the other ones were. But again, I have a, I have a great joke about Disney. I mean, you may have heard me do it before, okay. or I'm just like, uh, like I'm like, I just I can't stand any of these modern live action remakes of Disney's classic animated film, like this Pinocchio movie, The Lion, just soulless, awful. Re like if Walt Disney were alive today and he saw what was going on at his company, he would be so upset to find out how many Jews were working there. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Michael Eisner runs my company. Unfreeze me. I have some business to take care of. <laughs> Bob Iger, unfreeze me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So true. But it's, yeah, I'm saying it's crazy. We forget about these things. Also, Disney, uh, we should get as, like, comedian writers, like, we should get, like, our reparations in jobs at Disney. Don't you yeah, think? Yeah, totally. Disney being openly anti-Semitic, I feel like they should give us a show. Well, my uh, my joke about um, or my my thing about Jews running Hollywood is I always think like I don't think the Jews run Hollywood. I more think of Hollywood as like the NBA for Jews. It's the place where people with our particular skill set can escape our suburban upbringings <laughs> for much nicer suburbs, not become another doctor, lawyer, or accountant on the mean streets of Boca Raton. Uh, you know, yeah. Ironically, Jews do run the NBA. Well, my great-grandfather's the shortest man in the Basketball Hall of Fame. Really? Which is funny. Abe Saberstein, the founder of the Harlem Globetrotters. Oh, the founder of the I was going to so be he's like... the founder he was, and coach. Yeah, yeah, Not a player. 5'3", <laughs> you can't be a player. Wasn't no, 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 a player. No, no, no. I was like, Spud Webb, I thought, was the shortest. But what happened was he played when too many players were injured. He played because white players didn't want to play on the team with black players. Mm. But he would play. And then, like, when they get were rocked. Isn't that crazy? That's why their stats were so padded. It, yeah, he was just terrible. <laughs> they were like, he was like, don't pass to me. I'm just, you know, like, the glorified bedroom so, we're walking so we around. Still have, we still haven't answered my question. I pick up what, coins off the street. You pick up coins off the street? I pick up coins off the street. They're coins. Do you look to see if they're heads up or, he or tails? 
No, it's lucky okay, all the yeah, time. Then it is, I always then feel that it's is lucky. anti-Semitic. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I won't pick up uh, heads down because I'm because I'm superstitious? superstitious. Is that a thing? Yeah. What does heads down mean? Bad luck. It does. It means bad luck. This is a quarter I picked up yesterday off it the street. It looks like it's got diseases on it. It probably does, but to me it was like I saw it on the street. I had to pick it up. I was on my way to a shoot. I go and I pick it up. My video, my photographer is like, are you actually picking that up off the street and creating Jewish stereotypes? And three cars that were at a red light just started laughing. But I'm like, this is this is a quarter. I'm going to leave it on the floor? Yeah, it's worthless uh, in today's day. <laughs> A shekel. Like I, I, I grabbed my shekel off the street. I'm not gonna leave it. I'd say that know. my most anti-Semitic quality is uh, I fantasize about suing people regularly. Do fan- chicks does not do that? Oh well, I fantasize about suing people like uh, regular people fantasize about beating the shit out of people. Like I think, like a regular person, like really, like like normal people, are like I'm gonna kick your ass. I'm like I'm gonna lay down an indisputable argument that gets the jury roused to their feet <laughs> and lands me a large sum of money that I will destroy your life with. I like that. I'm in the midst of a lawsuit, and I just got a huge settlement on my car being stolen because I threatened to sue yes. my insurance. Can we it high five on, on this? It podcast? went on. It went on for three months. And Crazy. then I was finally like, listen, I've, and here's the funny thing. I was very reasonable. I said, listen, I've been patient. I have been diligent. I have, I have, I have done everything that was asked of me in a timely matter. It's been three months now since I gave you guys my car. You have not repaired it. You have not given it back to me. The car shop isn't helping. You aren't helping. I don't know what else to do anymore, but contact a lawyer. And then the next day I go, we've declared your car a total loss here. Our settlement <laughs> offers. Do you get a check in the mail? I have. I literally happened this morning. Amazing. Literally happened this morning. As your manager, do I get ten percent <laughs> <laughs> of my car insurance car. settlement? Uh, vultures, these Jews. Vultures. Sorry, <laughs> it feels like it's part of your career because how do you get your comedy shows with your car? Oh, it's definitely so how I. Man- it's definitely how I pay for my career. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm so happy to hear that you're living at least part of your fantasy and suing someone so congratulations you know what you know what it's, it's like not it's as never, good as it it's never as good as no. you, it's never as good as you think it is no it's hard it's never it's 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 gone on for a year my gosh and and it's a it's an open and shut case that's taken a year so far and if it gets settled quickly people are going to be like that was fast <laughs> when you're rich rich do we get a, a fancier studio like what's the next thing absolutely absolutely oh, yeah. gold gold Can we just gold, get gold yeah. Gold. Does gold absorb sound? <laughs> I'll have the Jew Rogaine experience in, in gold, gold on nice. the wall. Sweet. That um, definitely will In a get bigger stolen. room that isn't doubling as a storage <laughs> unit with chairs that weren't destroyed by my cats. They're comfortable, though. All right. Another, another question. Another question I like to ask. And this is actually a question for general guests, but okay. uh, it's an especially good question when I have a Jewish guest. What is your personal curb story pitch and what i mean by this is it's a situation you found yourself in in life where if you would run into larry david and you got you'd go you're not going to believe what happened to me it'd make a perfect episode of curb so i would say here was kind of like i don't know i don't know if it'd be a full curb episode but here's my curb moment that your i had moment. that this i had recently. this is my curb moment and this is a real thing so my friend's at my Shabbat table, and he's sharing a story. And the story is that he had a little thing on the side of his neck, and he goes to a doctor, and they do a biopsy. And he's waiting, and he gets a call, and they say, it's cancerous. You're going to have to come in, and we're going to have to figure out like how to handle this. And then this is a Friday, and they hang up, and he's freaking out. And all weekend, he's like, I have cancer. What am I going to do? I'm dying. I have cancer. He gets a call on Monday they mislabeled the biopsies and he's fine. And he's like, for one weekend, I thought I had cancer. And I look at him and I'm like, that that doesn't count because you don't have cancer. Here is a real story of pain. Me and my wife went to 7-Eleven one Oh, night. I just want to say, the real story of pain is the guy who got the phone call being like, congratulations, <laughs> yeah. you're cancer free. And then on Monday, it's Psych. like, uh, 
So we had a little boo boo. <laughs> <laughs> but that guy had the. It's funny. It's funny. Your friend had like the worst weekend of his life, and that guy had the best weekend of his life. Oh no, he died that weekend because it was cancer. <laughs> he didn't even get the phone call. Oh, he's dead. Uh, it's fine. Tell was him to call back. Was it a Jewish doctor? Like, um, <laughs> that's actually a good question. And now, because here, okay. I was too perturbed by the story because he was talking about this. Like, Probably didn't go to a Jewish doctor because the Jewish doctor is too expensive. And Jewish doctors don't screw up on purpose. <laughs> uh, but why do they no. not screw up? Because they don't want to get sued. Yeah, That's exactly. why. It's just expensive. Because they know about the fantasies we have. <laughs> but basically, so he's going and he's telling the sob story and I'm looking at him. I'm like, that's not pain because at the end of the day, you don't have cancer and nothing happened. Here's a real story about pain. Me and my wife... My mom was in town, so we had a babysitter to watch my two kids. We decided to go and drive. And what we used to do when we dated in New York, we'd drive around, we'd go to 7-Eleven and get snacks, and then we'd go home. So we go to 7-Eleven, like for old time's sake, and we get some chips, and we get these drinks, and the drink says, like, buy one, get the other one 50 cents off. And then I go and I, like, put in the code, and we get the drinks, and we're on our way home, and, like, once we're three quarters the way home, I look at the receipt and I realize they didn't give me the 50 cents off. And it's not enough money for me to drive back I was and gonna get say, the 50 you, cents back. I was going to say, if you turned around, I am fully, I'm listening to Kanye. Again. No, but I'm saying, <laughs> just going back. No. If you went back, I'm like, I'm like, good morning. Ooh. <laughs> That's the first Kanye song. I would go back to power. I don't know. That's the one. That, it's the, it's the one I. It's the last one I listened to before everything happened. I, I bet you were listening to Kanye as Kanye was talking about Hitler, and you're like, I guess the Hitler I thing. Posted, and then I, you post, I posted it. a photo of my cats on Instagram like before it happened, and I used the Good Morning song. Uh, so oh my gosh! Like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But no. So my point is like. This guy was trying to get sympathy for a story about not having cancer. And I'm like, this 50 cents will live on forever. I will never get that back. I've lost 50 cents. And I got ripped got, off. You got, you got half, got half of it back on the street today, they, you fucking Jew. See, that's a real good. <laughs> it was yesterday. <laughs> and that's proof that God is real. Uh, I actually, I don't think your story is so much a curb story as the answer to my earlier question. <laughs> what's the most anti-Semitic quality you you possess? I will take the fifty cent loss uh, anytime over over thinking I have cancer for a weekend. Again, I'd rather think I have cancer for a weekend no, because you, because when you find it, you don't have cancer. Nothing the, happened. The whole thing take, was fake. Take Fifty that, cents is gone forever. Take that back. Take that back. <laughs> <laughs> I said thinking. I said thinking. I'd have it. I mean, you know, here's the thing: thinking you have cancer for a week and then finding out you don't might be like a life changing moment. But imagine the guy was like, "Oh shit, I'm dying." What if the guy killed Nothing himself because he didn't want to deal with the cancer? Well, I was going to say worse. What if he took and his he life savings not, and, and invested and in Bitcoin? He knows he's not going to hell for more than a year if he does it. By the way, so what's funny is there are two things that you can do that make you too bad to go to hell and too bad to go to heaven so you just float in limbo, and that's killing yourself or performing dark magic. So technically, if you kill yourself, performing you can't. Performing dark magic? I'm a magician. Yeah. Your magic's pretty light. I've yeah. seen your magic hat. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's very concerning because there's a lot of magical Jews. In it's fact, do you ever see Fanny and Alexander? No. It's like the greatest Swedish film of all time, but there is this like weird twist in the middle where it's like these magical Jews appear. Is that real? It's real. Oh my gosh, I don't know uh, this. You say it's real or is real? Both. Nice. Um, but uh, man, what was I gonna say? It just I'm so aghast by your <laughs> horribly, horribly self anti-semitic proving this i, I don't know t these are real thoughts you think about suing people i think about the discounts i didn't get and the times i got ripped off oh uh so liz glazer you know liz right cousins of nikki no 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 you don't know, you yeah, know, I, know liz. Liz, I know uh she said something to me once that i think about a lot and it and it, and it keeps me from <laughs> She said to me, like, when you die, the first thing you're, like, asked is were you uh, – something about, like, were you honest in all your business yeah. practices? And I think about that, like, like times when I can get away with something, like paying someone less than I said or I notice that I didn't pay someone something or I'm given too much change. I always try to make it 
even and fair. And even in this current lawsuit I'm in, part of what's so fucking crazy about it is that there is never any intention on my part at any moment to not fully live up to every aspect of my agreement with this person. So, but, but I way, think I think about being about being fair and honest in all my business practices. But that's kind of again, it's a it's an interesting thing where like it discusses in the Talmud that when you die, that's the first question. But I think that's how important business is. That like the way you treat people in business is how you kind of are as a person deep down. Like if you're ready to take advantage of someone or be sneaky about it, it just kind of shows like where your morals and ethics lie, which is so, kind of crazy. So I think this is this is what will be the last portion of uh, of the show. I want to discuss an anti-Semitic experience you've experienced. And besides for the one where they stole 50 cents from me, that doesn't <laughs> count as an anti-Semitic experience? No. I feel like they saw me like oh, the Jew. He doesn't need the discount. He runs Hollywood. <laughs> I like. Media. I like. I like how it's uh, how it's like a German a German Seven Eleven guy course. instead it's of a van, instead of a Muslim one that screwed you. It's a van, <laughs> it's a van German Seven Eleven. Yeah, they make better uh, Wiener Schnitzel. Continue. Okay, so like uh, uh, I'll go first. I'll give you. I'll give you mm. a, an, an anti-Semitic experience I had once that I think has layers to it. Um, so I was working at this costume and magic shop in uh new york city and purim was coming up and jewish halloween my um i believe he was colombian my colombian boss the owner of the shop comes up to me and normally i just worked in the magic department but uh every once in a while he'd make me help with like costume stuff and he goes hey purim's coming up we need to reprice all the costumes because i know the jews are about to come in and haggle it down which Ooh. seemed like a fucked up thing to say. So anyway, you know, I, just, I I don't care. <laughs> I like I'm a uh, you know it's like I, I take note of it, but whatever. I reprice everything, and then every Jew that came in, like these prices are ridiculous. What is? It? I'm not paying this. I'm uh, I'll give you uh, this for it. <laughs> they haggle the prices down. But here's the chicken or the egg question about that experience. Would they have all been like these? original prices are ridiculous. I'm not paying that. I'll give you this. Had we never changed them? Or was it because the prices were actually ridiculous that they were like, this is ridiculous. I'll give you this. Because here's the thing. The original prices were also ridiculous. <laughs> right. Well, I think that Jews are put in a weird corner and Basically, it's like, okay, Jews are known as, like, money grubbers, right? Part of the reason we're known as money grubbers is because in, like, places like Russia and Ukraine, I'm saying it, it happened way before this, but I'm just going to use kind of, let's say, Russia as an example. Christians weren't allowed to lend money to one another. Jews would come in to a town. They weren't allowed to get any normal jobs. So they become the money lenders. The only thing that happened, they'd pool all of their money together, which wasn't a lot of money. They'd lend the money at a profit, and they would start making money. And then they would start becoming more successful. And what happens when you owe too much money to the bank? You murder the bank. And then the Russians would then try to murder the Jews. Jews would escape to the next town. And then it would happen all over again. <laughs> but because of that, because we just wanted to survive, we're now money grubbers. So I feel like the same thing happened. Like when Jews came to America, Jews weren't allowed to work most jobs. And I also so like want to add. So they didn't have money. I also they needed to like, like to survive. They needed to haggle Like a if ever I do something like haggling in front of people or discussing or negotiating, I feel looked at like a Jew. But my non-Jewish friends are so much less frugal than I am. <laughs> I am one of the <laughs> – I pay for like poor comedian friends of mine's things all the fucking time. I donate to every single GoFundMe I see for the most part. You have never given me money. Have you ever? You're not poor. I want to borrow not, $5. You're Give not me $5 right now. Give me $5 right now. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> you don't need it. But when I see someone in need, I try, right. I try That's to That's nice. No, that. that is good. I don't. Again, like I said earlier, like there, there are times where I'm like, I noticed that an artist who I pay $75 per flyer for that, we have like a flyer that she gave me on a random date 
And I noticed when the next flyer was due that I hadn't paid her for the last one. She never asked me for the money for the last one. She gave me the next flyer, like, without being like, you didn't pay me for the last one. I caught it when I went back to look for her thing on Venmo to send her, and I sent her the money for both of them. Nice. Because I think it's important to be honest in business. But I think that there's also this, and, like, again, the Jews kind of got this. And I this. so many people would have, like... <laughs> oh, would have been like, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Got, got if she doesn't free. ask for it, I'm not going to send Um there's like again where jews let's say are known to haggle and try to get good prices also kind of going back to like cedar sinai look at like all the college campuses look at like the um hospitals like jews do donate and add a lot of value to society but i feel like again like part of it is like okay we need to like not spend too much money here so we can take the money and put it towards good things but there's also definitely like a guilt that I think is like pushed onto guilt us. Guilt or guilt? <laughs> a guilt, guilt, like, guilt. Like, like it's weird. It's like it's like you know I went and self financed my own web series and movie from working a full time job. Can we shout out your movie right now? Do you uh, guys mentally, have the men- movie? Mentally, Al. Um, and then uh, and like I produce three shows right now, and like my whole theory of like producing three shows is simply. I don't like dealing with having to try and get booked on shows. I'll just create the shows I want to be booked on. Yeah. And it's funny. It's That's what like, I do with commercials. It's like, and then you hear people saying things in public, like Jews run Hollywood, Jews do this. And I'm just like, I don't know. I just try to take my own life into my own hands. It's I, no conspiracy. But that was. And the when s- I go to the meetings, I talk about all the conspiracies they think are involved in the. <laughs> dealings but that's how hollywood started it was the jews they were like we're not going to be put in projects let's make our own projects i think you know and i think it's like a it's a cultural thing that also comes from like look you know jews have had to survive a lot of things to get where we are the ones who have survived till now are the survivalist thinkers that figure out how to get by uh, on their own merits i think it's about getting by but also like i have a theory where Jews have been persecuted so much, so we also have this need to bring value because we feel like if we aren't of value, we'll get thrown out and killed and murdered again. If we become valuable, then you can't kill us. I remember when I was talking to my therapist, who's a 70-year-old Jewish woman, uh, about when Trump was running for re-election and being like very afraid of like his demagoguery and everything and like being like, I think I will have to get out of the country— she responded with, well, my mother always said, always keep a bag packed. Sad but true. No, again, I had another friend who also was talking about leaving, and he's like, what if Jews have to leave America? I'm like, we left everywhere else. Why do you think we're going to stay here forever? Like, you know, the world power was Germany and was Egypt and was Spain and was Russia, and all of those places have one thing in common. They eventually dispelled their Jews. Think anyway, pretty crazy. do you have your anti-Semitic story? Yeah, so for me, I grew up in... And hopefully it's in, not a downer. It's like funny downer. like mine. <laughs> hopefully it's amazing and creative. Yeah, yeah, no. I didn't come up with pre-written things and prepared. I what pre-written came up with them things? The I feel like you just had that ready. You were like... I mean, that is my anti-Semitic. That is your... That is my general... Anti- I've got, I've you got, only have one? No, that, and, have that one. and my ex-girlfriend's mother calling me the Jew. That's pretty funny being called the Jew. Um... My, the, I have a lot of like anti-Semitic experiences. To me, the most frequent and like passive-aggressive anti-Semitism I've dealt with were from like bodegas in New York, hmm. where I think here was part of the problem with me. Like when people would subtly be okay to be anti-Semitic, like I'd go to the counter with my like chips and drink, and the guy behind the counter would be like. That'll be $3. Are you not going to ask for a discount? Because don't Jews love discounts as he's ringing me up. So he wasn't saying it in like a mean way. And I was also young. I was like 16 to like 19 at the time. But that just happened often where there would be like the backhanded comments of like, oh, you're like, is that price? Does that price work for you, Jew? Are you okay with that? And I'm like, I want to go home. Like, I don't (laughs) want to be here now. Interesting that both of our anti-Semitic stories take place in uh, New York. 
In fact, both of mine, yeah. both of mine were take took place in New York. Not that I haven't experienced, especially in the stand up scene. Mm-hmm. I always say, if I had a nickel for every cheap Jew joke I heard in an open mic, I would start going to even more open mics. Keep collecting <laughs> the sweet, sweet nickels. I know yeah. you would, Mister oh. Mister Nickel Collector. <laughs> it was a quarter. It was a quarter. Yeah, but you'd pick up a penny. A hundred percent. That's sweet. The sweet, sweet smell. You'd have to pick up a hundred percent of a hundred pennies to get one fucking worth dollar. it. Worth it. You I know remember, what I'd do with that dollar? I'd get it and I'd slap you across the face with it. <laughs> I, I remember all that. My favorite, Lori Beth Dimberg. I don't know how to say her last Beth name. Beth Dimberg? Lori Beth something. Okay. Uh, she used to do like the weekend update thing of uh, <laughs> of of um, all that. And like it's the one thing I remember from the show because a penny saved is a penny earned. And a penny earned can buy you absolutely nothing. <laughs> It's true, but again, I'm in, I'm in it for the long haul. You're in it for I'm the not long in haul. it for the instant I have gratification. A, um, I have a jar in my bedroom that says uh, that's full of all the coins I have, and it says life savings on it. <laughs> I wrote life savings on the jar. Um, You're gonna live it gets for a, good, a nice hour it gets, on that jar. It gets it gets a good laugh from all the new girls I start dating right before they think about that for a little longer yeah. and then leave me for someone who has a bank account with their life savings in it. Right. <laughs> you could probably buy like a 30 second of a Bitcoin with all that. All right. All right. So to, to end end the show, uh, recently Menachem uh, directed a commercial. It's one of the most Hollywood experiences I've ever had to date. And of course, Jews were running the situation. <laughs> Menachem asked me to come and be an extra or like a a bit part in this commercial. And one of the funny things is I've always thought to myself, like, I haven't gotten a commercial agent or gone out and done headshots or tried to do acting. And a big part of the reason has always been in my head thinking to myself, I don't know what parts there really are for me in commercials. Anyway... I go to do this extra role in Menachem's commercial, and uh, the the client who is running the commercial looks at the guy they cast as the lead, looks at me and goes, see if this guy wants to take over the lead role. He's and like, Men- switch him, switch Men- him. Menachem comes over to me, goes, are you okay to, <laughs> to take over the lead role for the day and we'll pay you more? And I was like, hell yeah, anyway... Uh, I haven't seen the commercial yet, but Menachem brought it here today, yep. so I'm going to premiere... Uh, the commercial that I, I just recently starred in on the Jew Rogaine experience, uh, the anti-Semitism episode. And this is the role that I was given for my first role in a commercial. So it's, You were born to play this role. It's heartbreaking, but sometimes people get sick. When you're lucky enough to be home, surrounded and supported by family and friends, you have the space to heal. Others aren't always as lucky. They find themselves in a foreign land, not speaking the language and trying to take care of their medical needs, all alone and without any support. And that's where Love LA comes in. At Love LA, we're curating a warm and supportive environment where people can come to heal. We're here to provide you, your loved ones, and caregivers top-tier accommodations at no cost, thanks to our generous donors, including newly renovated and private living spaces, delicious home-cooked meals, transportation to and from the hospital, as well as Shabbos and Yom Tov meals with our family and community to help raise your spirits through good food, song, and community. At Love LA, you're not just guests. Your family. That poor kid's gonna lose all his hair when he gets older. <laughs> well, I love You're it. You're a star. It, no, good? It, was, it was great. Yeah, yeah. And, and, I didn't. And look, those shots. I didn't look nearly as weird or creepy as I was worried about. Uh, thank you, thank you, Menachem. We're gonna have for... klezmer music and just make it like super chewy. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. So the answer is the role I was born to play concerned orthodox jewish father that's the role i was born to play menachem thank you so much for coming on the show speaking about anti-semitism with me thank you for having me me slightly more anti-semitic 
premiere, <laughs> premiering this extraordinarily Jewish commercial I starred in on the show. You were born um, to play the Jew. I'm telling born you. Born to play the Jew. If your Jewish child is dying and you live in Israel and you listen to this show and you need to get medical help in California, this very this very specific company is for you. <laughs> They'll help you out. Lev LA. I'm the spokesman now. A hundred percent. And uh, anything you want to promote before before we get off here? Um, not specifically. I'm at the Laugh Factory every Thursday night at nine thirty. So if you're listening, come through. Um, and then my Instagram every Thursday night at nine thirty. Thursday night, and at I have yet to be on this show. Jesus Christ! Uh, and his, his Instagram, it's Menachem Silverstein. You know how to fill that. If out. you can spell Menachem, I deserve to be followed. That's what I is feel. It, is it just at Menachem Silverstein? It's at Menachem Silverstein. Good luck with that. Uh, I'm Josh Edelman. <laughs> this is the Jew Rogan Experience. Follow us on everything, and we'll see you next time I release an episode.